Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 155 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 156 of Receptopia continues. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Heritage Bank Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. And this was a fairly decent episode of Monday Night Raw going up against a pretty blow away game between the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the final wild card round of the NFL playoffs and this might have been the final game ever of Tom Brady as he got beat down by the Cowboys at home it was a pretty decisive victory and we'll see how that swings for the Monday Night Raw ratings when they drop tomorrow afternoon due to the MLK holiday but let's dive into last night's show, which kicked off with the Usos, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions alongside their brother, Solo Sokoa. And they are very proud of their handiwork last week by beating down Kevin Owens. Prior to his WWE Undisputed Universal Championship match against Roman Reigns at the Warrior Rumble next Saturday at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. And we will have, during the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, a bloodline acknowledgement ceremony involving possibly Alfred Sika alongside Rikishi and other members of the OG bloodline as they acknowledge Roman Reigns, the Usos, Solo, and possibly the honorary Us, Sami Zayn as well. This leads to Judgment Day coming out to confront Jimmy and Jay ahead of their Raw Tag Team Championship match next Monday in Philly for Raw 30. And it is official. The Usos are no longer undisputed unified tag team champions. They will defend the Raw belts on Raw and the SmackDown belts on SmackDown moving forward. That's why there's a tournament on SmackDown to crown number one contenders for the SmackDown tag team titles at a date to be determined. And the Judgment Day are ready for their shot next Monday. And the Usos remind Judgment Day they've locked every tag team down in the last year. From the New Day to the Street Profits to RK Bro to Alpha Academy to the Viking Raiders to the Brawling Brutes, they've beat them all and Jay singles out Dominic in particular to let him know that yeah we beat you and your daddy nearly two years ago to kick off this historic run as undisputed tag team champions and he's going to welcome the judgment day to the Uso penitentiary next Monday and Dominic Mysterio noted hard a criminal lets the Usos know no I'm about that prison life not you and you know people that call themselves Uses is usually trying to pass yourselves off as essays and on top of that I know what it's like to be a true street fighter, unlike your poser brother over there, Solo Sokoa. And Solo is ready to beat Dominic's ass. But Rhea Ripley gets between both men and she goes eye to eye, nose to nose with Solo Sokoa. And it is a moment. Two legit badasses standing eye to eye, nose to nose, face to face. And they are not backing down. Okay, WWE, I want the match booked ASAP. I would love to see it. Even Solo had the Samoan spike ready to go for Rhea until Dominic Pie faced him. Big mistake. A brawl ensues. And I really enjoyed the opener of Monday Night Raw with Mustafa Ali wiping out Solo prior to his matchup against the Street Fighter to kick off the show. I loved Dominic's shit talking. He is such an ass, but I love it. And Rhea Ripley is a certifiable badass backing down from no one solo ready for the fight as well 
book it WWE I beg of thee it would be box office just saying as we segue to Mustafa Ali versus Solo Sokoa and this match was one-sided until the Usos came out to help their brother and then Kevin Owens comes out to intervene by wiping out Jimmy and Jay at ringside and that opens the door for Mustafa Ali to go for a tornado DDT goes for the 450 splash misses and Solo lands the Samoan spike on Mustafa Ali to pick up the win and Kevin Owens immediately hits a stunner on Solo goes to put him through a table until Jimmy and Jay intervene but Kevin Owens fights back chucking chairs at Jimmy and Jay and we have security and Adam Pierce trying to hold Kevin back I loved Kevin's passion to be three on one but still about that life to whoop that ass accordingly and there will be a contract signing on Smackdown between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns to make their undisputed Universal Championship match official at the Royal Rumble in a couple of weeks time the Alamo Dome in San Antonio Texas all in all this is a fun way to kick off the show with Kevin Owens standing tall despite the numbers game being against him next up is the hype video to confirm that Cody Rhodes will be back in time for the Warrior Rumble next Saturday. Rehab has gone well. He's back. The training looks in great shape, and he is ready to complete the mission. Win the Rumble, earn a shot at the title at WrestleMania, and challenge Roman Reigns and win it for the Rhodes family. So I loved the three weeks of hype. Cody's back, and I cannot wait to hear that reception at the Alamo Dome one week from Saturday. Next up is the Street Profits versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. This match was a lot of fun and it was all about the dives. Down the stretch as Dawkins lands a spinebuster on Shelton Benjamin. Four goes up top and lands a frog splash on Shelton which is broken up by Cedric Alexander from there. We have a doomsday attempt by the Prophets to Alexander but Shelton Benjamin scales the ropes and lands a beautiful arm track suplex to Montez Ford. Then we get dives galore from Cedric Alexander to Montez Ford. Then Angelo Dawkins wipes out Ford by accident and Cedric with a dive on the outside. He gets back in the ring to grab after Cedric some more with a running quarter singer splash, but in doing so, MVP intervenes and that allows Shelton and Cedric to tandem knee strike on Dawkins for a very close new fall, but Dawkins reverses that into a cradle for the surprise one, two, three, as MVP's trying to get the band back together via the Hurt Business, and these losses are accumulating, and you can sense that something is happening with Bobby Lashley, especially when you take into account how Monday Night Raw ended, which I'll get to momentarily, as we move on to Becky Lynch calling out Bailey, and Becky calls Bailey a Karen, and they basically go down memory lane of Becky being called up to the main roster first, and Bailey Bailey had to basically anchor NXT for a while. And Bailey basically says that Becky's a flash of the pan, that you got punched on your notoriety as the man. And Becky says, maybe if you punch me, you might be famous. You might be a star, but you're not. And you always rely on other people in order to get ahead. Maybe perhaps you can do this on your own next Monday inside of a steel cage. Bailey's game and it is official. It will be Becky Lynch versus Bailey in a steel cage in Philly for Raw is 30. And that should be a very good match to hopefully blow off this feud ahead of the Warrior Rumble next Saturday on Peacock. Next up is the Judgment Day versus Alpha Academy. And the purple aesthetic was working for both teams and the fans are starting to love Otis again. The beard is coming through and Otis is playing into it by being his lovable, badass self, delivering a world's strongest slam to 
priest followed by the caterpillar, but an assist from Dominic Mysterio at ringside is going to lead to priest delivering a choke slam to Otis off the second rope, pure badassery. Then we have Chad Gable deliver a gorgeous chaos theory German suplex to Priest that turns him inside out. He grabs Dominic. He locks in the ankle lock and the fans want Dom to tap out desperately. He flails. He's fighting. Rhea gets on the ropes. And that allows Priest to take out Gable with South of Heaven and that damn Dominic Mysterio noted criminal is going to crawl to the cover to pin Gable for the one, two, three. Very fun match. Dare I say the time has come for Chad Gable and Otis to be baby faces because they're so damn good. Chad Gable is a world-class professional wrestler. Otis is a lovable big guy baby face. It's time to pivot. They have charisma for days. Let them be a face team. Let them be contenders for the Raw Tag Team titles when you get them off the Usos. Just saying. That would be my idea going forward because I really like Alpha Academy. Had a strong early half of the year when they feud with RK Bro. Let's not forget the spelling bee. All-time raw moment. But let's get back to them being a viable team in a face role that will get the people behind them all the way. Next up was the returning Omos versus Elias. And Elias was dominated by Omos. He tried to go after MVP, but Omos smashes Elias' guitar with ease. And he has a tree slam on Elias for the one, two, three. Decisive victory for Omos. He now declares for the 2023 Warrior Rumble going down next Saturday at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. He won't win, but he'll be a force in the match nonetheless. As we move on to Misha Mia Yim versus Io Sky, one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And this was an all right match. We got Candice LeRae backing Mia Yim at ringside and Dakota Kai has her tag team partners back. Io delivers a beautiful Mr. Dropkick to Mia Yim at one point, followed by the running knees in the corner. Goes for a palm strike. Mia Yim fights back with several strikes and a suplex of her own. Goes for eat defeat. And we have Candice LeRae thwart Dakota Kai at ringside. And eventually... Mia Yim is going to hit eat defeat on EO Sky to pin one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I like the combination of Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Crazily enough, they were feuding on NXT during the early days of the pandemic, and now they're kind of besties in this tag team situation. After the match is over, Dakota Kai tries to go after Mia Yim, but Candice wipes her out with the code breaker. And I hope this leads to LeRae and Mia Yim versus EO Sky and Dakota Kai for the women's tag team titles we need viable tag teams to face off against champions to make the titles mean something and to get fans into this division a bit more outside of Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair and possibly Alexa Bliss and of course Rhea Ripley's over right now as well as a part of Judgment Day but the tag team division and its moving parts need some loving as well on Monday and Friday nights next up is Bianca Belair's return to Monday Night Raw and she calls out Alexa Bliss who busted her open a couple of weeks ago by delivering not one but two DDTs on these still steps and she is ready to face Bliss anytime anywhere Alexa Bliss comes out and Bliss lets her know you fear me because you don't know what to expect from me no one does she continues her spill until Bianca says you know what we can do this at the Warrior Rumble but we ain't got to wait we can do it right now earrings are off and she is beating Alexa's ass and I am living for the beatdown. But then we get to this area by the crowd, two chairs set up, and Bianca's going for the KOD, but there's a shoddery figure coming through the aisleway. 
and it's Uncle Howdy waving at Alexa through the fog. And Alexa wiggles out and she hits a DDT on Bianca Belair on the floor. And these masochist fans in Cincinnati says one more time, very faintly, she didn't do it thankfully to wrap up the segment, but this is so choices regarding this matchup heading into the Warrior Rumble for the Raw Women's Championship. The matchup, honestly speaking, was not very good a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully it's better, but the Hocus Pocus might be in play, and I am not a fan of that. But as always, we'll see how WWE plays it next Saturday at the Alamo Dome as we jumpstart the road to WrestleMania. Next up is Bronson Reed versus Akira Tozawa. This was a great showcase for the badass Bronson Reed who showcased his power and his badassery throughout this match. Tozawa actually has a bit of offense in this match by going for a suicide dive on the outside. He tries for a set on off the top rope, but Reed catches him and power bombs him onto the edge of the barricade, which looked really, really gnarly. And Reed hits a running shoulder block off the apron and Tozawa takes a nasty bump on the floor as well. And Reed is going to hit the tsunami splash on Akira Tozawa for the win that actually woke up the crowd. For those that don't follow Bronson Reed's work from NXT to New Japan, this guy is a beast in every way. And I'm glad that he got a little bit of a pop towards the end of that match because he is really good. And I'm hoping that at the Rumble next week, he has a great performance to really stand out, make a name for himself heading into WrestleMania season because this guy can be a player on Monday Night Raw moving forward. And now it is time for our main event involving six former U.S. champions vying for a shot at the U.S. Championship next Monday for Raw 30 via a six-pack elimination challenge involving The Miz, Seth freaking Rollins, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Lashley. And this match was by far the best match from last night's show. And Seth Rollins was a standout. And even Dolph Ziggler had his moments as well. But a great moment was Bobby Lashley delivering a Tower of Doom powerbomb to Corbin, Rollins, and Ziggler at one point. Then an early highlight was Ziggler reversing a figure four from The Miz. And Seth Rollins flies through and curb stomps the shit out of Miz to pick up the first victory. I love the creativity of that finish. More good stuff comes down the stretch as we get dives galore from Seth Rollins, living a suicide dive to Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin at ringside. Finn Balor hits a flip dive of his own. Dolph Ziggler, who's not known to take flight, goes off the top of the ring post and delivers a crossbody onto everyone at ringside as well. More highlights include Ziggler landing a zigzag on Bobby Lashley. Finn Balor comes through, but he gets caught in midair of the superkick by Dolph Ziggler. But in doing so, Seth Rollins gets back into the frame and he is going to hit a pedigree on Dolph Ziggler to score his second elimination in this match. Next up, Lashley beats up everybody and gives Rollins a dominator for a near fall. Lashley gives Balor a delayed vertical suplex and sets up the hurt lock, but is stopped for some reason upon seeing Omos and MVP enter the frame because MVP is trying to rebuild the hurt business brick by brick brick from there Corbin and Rollins is going to take each other out at ringside while Balor gives Lashley a drop kick and a coup de gras before Balor can make the cover Rollins once again flies in and stumps him for elimination number three Rollins and these impromptu stumps is giving me life once again we have Omos causing trouble for Rollins by tossing him over the announce table Corbin is distracted by Omos long enough for Lashley to spear Corbin for elimination number four and his first in this match as is now down to Lashley and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is able to fight back and he is going to do something that is rarely done 
in WWE, and that is wipe out Omos with a curb stomp on the announce table. He wipes out Theory. He was causing trouble at ringside as well. Rollins gets back in the ring, and he has Bobby in position for the curb stomp, but MVP intervenes, and Rollins super kicks MVP off the ring apron. But in doing so, he is going to get hit with the spear by Bobby Lashley, and Lashley pins Rollins to win the six-pack elimination challenge, and he will face Austin Theory for the U.S. Championship next Monday on Raw, and that should be a fantastic way to cap off the 30th anniversary of the flagship show. Really fun main event. Seth Rollins is amazing in every way. He was an MVP last night alongside Dolph Ziggler down the stretch as well, and I really love the subtle teases of MVP trying to rebuild the Hurt Business. One of my favorite factions in WWE over the last couple of years, broken up way too soon, nearly two years ago, heading into WrestleMania in Tampa. Here's hoping the reunion sticks. I want my guys suited and booted, whooping ass accordingly with gold around their waist very, very soon. As we wrap up a pretty solid episode of Monday Night Raw, it was an easy breezy show to watch. A lot of competition across the dial from the NFL and the NBA, and that is going to eat into the viewership for Wednesday's ratings when they drop midday. But after that, it is smooth sailing. Monday Night Raw will be unopposed most weeks until at least the NBA playoffs in April. And it is going to be quite the time to be a wrestling fan heading into WrestleMania season. It is still WWE in flux due to the cell being imminent by mid-year and Vince being back and doing the most behind the scenes. Here's hoping he doesn't grab the book to retake creative. But as always, we shall see as 2023 is already starting off hot and we're not even through the month of January yet. Get your bingo cards ready because anything can happen at a moment's notice. And with that, this wraps up episode number 155 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Wrestletopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcasts shows the drop in the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do, such Recipetopia, and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Tune Plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 101 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.